Good morning, loves, and welcome to the Self-Healing Podcast, a podcast helping you thrive through your healing journey. I am Lue, and I'm your guide through this journey. Follow me on Instagram on L-L-A-L-A-L-O-E to get daily affirmations, meditations, DIYs, body positivity, and so much more. First things first. The saying was Jante on one shoulder and Luther on the other from last week's episode. The temporary mystery is solved. Today we are going to talk about a topic that I had a talk with a dear friend of mine about the other day. Why it is so freeing yet so exhausting to break free. I hear it's calling. Are you in a healing stage, or a breaking free stage, or a moving abroad and cutting ties stage, or any other stage where you feel a lot happier than usual most days, but extremely tired and empty some days? So are we. This might be because you are going through a stage of finding yourself, building yourself, creating yourself, and getting rid of the old self. This often happens in your 20s, and that is part of why people romanticize their 20s so much. Because it's all about adventure, newfound freedom, a new view of the world, the self, and the future you are creating to serve your own unique purpose. You are expanding your horizons and letting go of a lot of things from your past. And all of this stuff is so freeing. But also, it's part of why your 20s are so hard. Because all of this will make you have some really hard, dark and bad days. In this episode, we are going through why this happens both on a psychological and physical level. Buckle up! It's all about change, and here are some of the changes that most likely will impact you. When we are moving out, quit high school or university or in some other way start the journey of truly becoming ourselves, we need to remember that the act of choosing ourselves takes a lot of courage and strength. So of course it comes with a dopamine or endorphin kick. But after being brave, you will also be tired because being brave is exhausting. Compare it with a day at an amusement park or after going on a really scary ride. You will be thrilled and exhausted at the same time because being brave takes so much energy. A lot of things happen when we break free in all areas of our lives. Here are some of the main areas and stages. 1. You will start evaluating your friend groups. And during your journey, you might even wonder if you would ever have chosen the friends you have around if you were choosing today. This thought process makes you evolve, but at the same time it's often heartbreaking in many ways. You will lose friends and cut ties. You will understand that many relationships and friendships are seasonal and that they were only supposed to be part of your life for a limited amount of time. You will grow apart from some people and grow closer to some. 
This is change, and change is as freeing as it is exhausting and scary. 2. You will start seeing more clearly which friends and what parts of your family that actually supports you and what parts that doesn't. You will see which people are constantly breaking your boundaries, who respects you, who gets irritated by your wins and who genuinely wants to see you happy, however that takes form for you. In this process, you will evaluate relationships beyond your friend group. And you might even find dysfunction in places you previously saw as safe. It's natural, it's good, it's a process, and it will definitely help you choose a better future for yourself. But it is also painful and draining because parts of your upbringing that you internally romanticized will be seen in a different light. 3. Did you know that the moment a person realizes that their parents aren't superheroes is an actual life crisis? Most often it happens when we are kids. And it lasts for about a week or a month. But for example, if you have been raised within a religion, the odds are that this stage happened in your teens or even in your 20s. Note here that for some it never happens at all. Some realize on their deathbed that their parents were often wrong and that they have been living their entire life the way their parents advised them to, as they thought that their parents' decisions were more reliable than their own, in terms of their own future and well-being. And realize that they have been living someone else's life for all of their life, and now that it's ending, they finally understand that their life might have been a lot more enjoyable if they just made their own decisions and created their own opportunities for themselves, instead of going with the alternatives their parents thought was the right call. So, don't feel like this is something you can be late at. Having this life crisis at all, at any age, is way better than not ever getting to have it. So, what happens in this life crisis? Well, the reason this is classed as a life crisis is because it tends to be really rough and groundbreaking for your mentality regarding just about everything. It is picking apart your views of your family, of yourself, of your relatives and of the world. In this stage, you discover that your parents did a lot of wrongs raising you that they weren't always right, that other choices than what they actually made was the best options for you, and that you want to do things differently than they did. This is a really important stage. This stage is what changes a person from a parent that hits their child because they themselves were hit by their parents to a parent who hugs their child because they themselves were hit by their parents. This stage brings a lot of growth and questioning. You might break free from your parents' political views or parental styles, the values and views they have, and the type of judgment they cast on people. 
This stage will take you from seeing your parents as heroes that can't ever be wrong or even gods for some, to seeing your parents as human beings that can make mistakes, make bad decisions, make the wrong calls, and so on. Here, most people discover that their parents are traumatized in different areas as well, for the first time in their life. And that they also have things that they are working on, or things that they have buried because of shame, and that that has affected them as people, as parents, and as role models. And because of that, these things have affected you. For the first time, you can look straight through your parents and see the parts of them that they have shielded you from, or the parts they might even want you to never see, which can cause friction in the family and in your relationships. If you and they have a religious upbringing, this stage also comes with a deep religious crisis. Because not only are you questioning your parents' judgments, their views, and their sense of right and wrong, you understand that what they have told you and taught you is a direct reflection of their religion, your religion. And that makes you have to question the religion you were brought up in, judgment, views and sense of right and wrong as well. I guess you see by now that this can turn into a deep rabbit hole and a life crisis that spreads to every part of your life. Because this might result in you having to leave everything you've ever known behind. Friends, family, community and all. As some religious groups banishes people in doubt or forbid having contact with former believers. A lot of religious hierarchies even try to prevent their members from having or voicing these doubts by forbidding certain information channels, certain subjects in school, and so on, by labeling them as shameful, to make it harder for people to have their process of finding themselves. If you have been through something like that, I am so sorry for you. Remember that you have the right to be your own individual, to think your own thoughts, to find your own values and find your own beliefs or non-beliefs without anyone's judgment. You are not a disgrace. You are a phenomenal, brave, amazing gift to this earth, no matter what you identify with or as. You are loved and you are worthy. And if they couldn't love you for who you are, then that is their lost love. Four, you might discover that you don't know your parents at all. You knew their religion, or addiction, or a compromised version of them of some sort. This might be a really scary stage, because this realization makes you realize that they never really knew you either. They chose their words with care, and you did as well. You might even have had to live two lives. One as the person you are, and one as the person you learn to be around your family. And this brings both grief and a feeling of deep disconnect. And of course, that is very draining. Here, making peace with not showing up for them as the version of you that they may have wanted you to be, and to instead show up as truly yourself, is the endgame. 
And as you dare to do this, and to let them sit with the discomfort of you being you and making your own choices that they may not agree with, it is very, very uncomfortable. And it's hard as well as exhausting. But it also increases your feeling of self-worth and your trust in yourself, as well as heals your inner child, as being yourself fully is what you needed all along. 5. You might be leaving your old hobbies behind and finding new ones. This is a thing we seldom talk about, especially when it comes to how empty this might leave us feeling. Finding new joys in life might make you feel alive, free, spontaneous and adventurous. You probably mostly love these newfound hobbies and love the quality of life they bring. But as we bring in new things, some of the things has to go. And it can be sad saying goodbye to things we used to love and that once brought us so much joy. Maybe you loved horse riding with your father or loved baking with your siblings and now you don't find the same joy in that anymore. However, you now live to play board games with your friends or collect plants or hang out with your friends at cafes in town or go to bars or meditate. This is also change. And change is always painful, just as growth is. But staying the same is even more painful. We need to let ourselves outgrow things. I know that it hurts that you haven't painted since you were 12. But you know what? Maybe today's mission is to buy yourself some brushes, some paints and a canvas. Make a space for yourself to paint nearby your window. Make some tea and let your old self through. You are free to get back to your childhood hobbies or to your old hobbies anytime they call for you. And someday you may find yourself loving baking with your siblings again. Nothing is really lost in this part of the process of finding yourself, but everything gained. 6. As much as you love the person you have become, you still need to grieve who you were. The process of becoming our true and authentic selves is a lot about creating, building and exploring, but it is also about leaving our old selves behind, and we often forget that we are actually losing part of ourselves in this process, and that this loss needs grieving time. Remember here that part of why you are grieving is that in many ways you are the only one grieving and you have no one to share this grief with as nobody else really knew the old version of you as well as you did. It may feel like you are burying yourself and like you are the only one at the funeral. This isn't the case. Your old self will always be part of you, and you are still very much alive, in many ways more than ever, but it makes total sense to feel like this. This is a lonely process in many ways, but this is also a process of strong community. Remember that in all of this, you are never ever alone. We feel the same way, we do the same work to heal ourselves, and we battle the same demons and have the same scars. And we are right there with you in soul and mentally always. Actually, we are millions at your funeral. But you get to be the speaker as you knew your old self best, okay? And we are here after, 
and for all eternity supporting your bravery of choosing yourself and all that comes with it. With that said, this is also a celebration, a party, a wedding, because in choosing healing, self-love, your future, your health, your dreams, and your future happiness, you are making a commitment. You are choosing joy and the life of your dreams. You are committing to never ever becoming the past compromised version of yourself again. And that is not only worthy of a big celebration, it is also a massive achievement. It's the birth of your new identity, of your choice. And we are of course here to celebrate that with you as well. All the good parts and all the bad parts. You are never alone. It's life, right? The best and the worst, mashed together, life and death, yin and yang. Even if part of becoming our new selves is letting go of parts that were no longer serving your purpose or the person you want to be. Like old survival patterns and mechanisms, old views and values, and often a lot of toxic behaviors that we have learned from our surroundings that we actually really want to get rid of. All of these parts were once part of our identity, as much as our old friends who we wouldn't have chosen today, the relatives we loved as kids before we understood how much less they made us love ourselves, and the things that made us feel safe as kids that now makes us feel empty, and so on. All of those things were part of our identity. All of those things were part of us. So actively choosing to toss out all of those things, we are in some ways tossing out parts of ourselves. And that is as confusing for our mind and sense of identity and self as it sounds. Because yeah, you are getting rid of things you no longer want or need for yourself, for your own well-being, and because you value yourself. And that gives us an increased sense of self-love and self-worth. Because we are prioritizing our happiness. But as those things were part of you, throwing them out will also make you feel less valued and less worthy. So this is messy. The process is simultaneously increasing and decreasing your sense of self-love, self-worth and overall sense of self. So if you are feeling confused in this stage about what you are doing, if it is actually helping and about if this is the right way to go, now you may have a slightly bigger understanding of why that is. This confusion is completely normal and accurate. However, this process is also increasing your sense of self-reliance, autonomy, independence, self-trust and self-support. Because in this stage you are probably showing up more for yourself than anyone else has ever done in your entire life. All of these messy feelings ultimately lead to alignment and to you finding your voice, your calling and your purpose. A good analogy for this is that you are in the search for the meaning of life. Because that quest is exactly what you have decided to put yourself on. You are on the thrilling and amazing journey of finding what the meaning of life is uniquely to you. And this journey that you're on, all of these breaking free stages, is how to get there. 
Imagine it as this super cool adventure movie or book if you want. There will be battles, there will be amazing views, there will be deep sinkholes and dark caves. And this will be an extraordinary journey altogether that you would never want to have been without. So honor yourself in that. This journey is one of the coolest things you will do in your entire life. And all of it is happening in the world inside of you. So give yourself some credit because you are the creative director of your own inner adventure movie right now. And that is pretty dope. Besides that, all of these stages takes a toll on our energy levels and our mental health leading up to a way better mental health and often more energy, but in other ways than before, it also takes a temporary toll on our bodies ultimately leading to better health. Unsafe environments, dysfunctional relationships, toxicity in all forms around us and overall survival mode really decreases our health. Mostly we are aware that it decreases our mental health, but what fewer in today's society are aware of is that it is proven to decrease our physical health too. You might be thinking that being around people that you don't like or feel safe around might make you anxious and might be giving you a hard time mentally, but anxiety shows up physically in our bodies. Everything is intertwined and everything is working together at all times. Bad feelings creates disharmony in our bodies by disrupting our normal hormone production and hormone cycle and replacing some of the hormones we need to feel safe with hormones that we need to escape. This is also part of why fight and flight mode or when we stay in it too long survival mode is so dangerous for us. Because staying in our survival mode dysregulates our whole systems, which is dangerous long-term for our organs and can lead to most diseases and organ failure. We need safety. Otherwise, our body will start to break itself down more and more just to survive until we are in a safe space. We can't be in a hostile place for all of our lives or our lives will end much sooner. Sooner rather than later, we need to reach a place of safety to get back to a healthy state mentally, emotionally and most of all physically. Nothing is purely mental and nothing is purely physical. So it makes a lot of sense feeling stressed or really tired while going through these breaking free stages. In fact, it would be weirder to not feel tired than to want to sleep in the couch for a decade while doing this amount of analyzing, regulating and so on. And while also daring to feel all of your actual feelings about all of it. If you're still beating yourself up and feeling like stress might be more of a mental phenomenon than a physical one, listen to this. Did you know that we can lose our menstruation purely because of stress? Yeah, I'll make an episode about that because I know that a lot of you have seen this happen and may be wondering how the hell that happened and what to do about it. Also, a lot of our world is very uninformed about female autonomy in general. 
So I think we need to have several episodes on this topic because it's a downplayed issue that is very real and very present for more than half of the human population. Let's get back to what happens in the body. Did you also know that the decline of mass in the body comes with symptoms much like depression? The body generally does not feel good about losing mass. This is part of why so many get depressed while losing weight, even if it was for health reasons, or why you feel so down when losing muscle mass. This is because decreasing mass is stressful for the body, as it might indicate starvation in similar situations. The same in many ways goes for brain mass loss. When we change a habit, we are literally rewiring our brains. The signal that usually leaps from one synapse to another now has to leap to a different synapse. For example, you choose to react to stress with deep breathing instead of beating yourself up mentally. The more you choose to go with this new option, the more this gateway from one synapse to the newly used synapse evolves and the bridge forms between them, making the leap faster and faster. At the same time, the old bridge to the old synapse that was your old usual choice and way of dealing with something disappears. This is increase and decrease of brain mass. A new bridge is an increase in brain mass. A loss of an old bridge is a loss in brain mass. The body mostly reacts positively to increases in the brain mass and negatively to decreases in the brain mass. So you will be energized by this process, but also drained by it. This is a lot for the body to handle, so you will feel more tired than usual. Also, building and tearing down these bridges is tiring for the body and takes a lot of energy. You know how tiring it is to learn a new subject or to work out. It is easy to study too much or to push yourself too hard at the gym. And after, you get sore and tired. The same goes for this type of brain training. It will make you sore and tired from time to time. And finally, I want to remind you of how tiring it is to step out of survival mode and into your more well-regulated natural state. When we step out of survival mode, we can have long periods of time where we feel completely exhausted. This is because once we finally feel like we are in a safe place enough to relax, every single thing we pushed down and pushed away while in survival mode comes up to the surface. So everything coming all at once can be extremely overwhelming and completely exhausting and draining too. At least at the beginning, so if your healing journey started with months in your bed and a lot of crying, this was probably what your body was doing. Actively stepping out of survival mode. It is more common than not, so don't be scared if it happens. It's part of the process of the body recovering from what it's been through. So, now you know how all of these stages affect you, at least on a basic level. We will dive into all of these things that happens more in the future, but for now, at least you know what is going on and why you are so tired.
So instead of feeling bad for being really tired some days, or if you're at the start of this journey, most days, remember that you are actually rebuilding your brain and giving it an intense workout. You need to rest, and your brain needs to rest more than ever as well. Be proud of yourself for this process because every step forward is one step closer to who you were meant to be from the beginning and the freer, happier life. Also, give yourself permission to grieve the life you are steadily moving away from. Grieve your naivety, the safety you may have felt as a child, the superhero status you saw your parents fall from, and so on. And most of all, give yourself permission to grieve your old self. But while doing that, also remember to celebrate the birth of your new self. Your new life, your new dreams, your endless capacity and all the amazing feelings that comes with growing, evolving and changing into the person you are meant to be. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Have a great day, guys. Bye!